Tech Dorks. Welcome to the Tech Dorks Podcast, where I, Rob Swindell, and my Canadian amigo Stephen Hurd discuss things interesting to us and maybe to you, the listener. This show is an unscripted, unedited, unprofessional look into what interests Stephen and I, the only subjects off limits of the three W's, wives, work, and Windows Phone. If you don't know what the difference between ECC and GCC, this show may not be for you, but still, we hope you enjoy. Yeah, I've been upgraded to an amigo now. Nice. Buenos noches. Good cheese to you, too. Queso. Buenos nachos. Is that how you uh, address uh, people where you come from? Where I come from? Yeah. You've never heard of Saskatchewan? <laughs> <laughs> bueno. No, no. We uh, usually call them hey you. It's a Canadian term. Oh. Or the person you are looking at. Or... Uh, where is that one? Uh, I thought this uh, wasn't it hosiers. What do you call it? Hoser. Yeah. Well, it's hoser. But why does the guy in the movie say hosiers? Because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's, he's yeah. yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, the favorite part of uh, that was uh, Rob's favorite part of last weeks i guess show last of the previous yeah, episode the first episode which and i so chopped he, off that's the part that he saved <laughs> and so expect to hear that until he tires of it well i was looking for hosiers clearly me tiring of it is not sufficient for it to stop being played because rob is in fact in charge of the sound effects yeah for now yeah until further notice so did you uh listen to the our first show who, me? Yeah, you. No, I, I listened to part of it. You didn't um, do a post-mortem? Is it dead? Well, you know, once it's done and it's out, you know, you kind of... No, it's not. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I think it would be a debriefing. Okay, or, uh, yeah. Or uh, analysis. <clears throat> yeah. So n- yeah, you didn't no, do that? No, I didn't. No, I... No. I well, mean, I had to listen to it because I, I had to fix levels and stuff. Now, I, I do say it's an unedited show, but that means that I don't, like, fix flubs or, you know, things that we misspoke or whatever. But it doesn't right, which mean... which is why we have the adult language tag on um, iTunes. Fuck yeah. Oh, hell anyway, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> Heck yeah. Fudge that. <laughs> That's so explicit. Holy dang. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, oh, yeah. So yes. I, I remember at one point during the the uh, episode, uh, you said, oh, how much, you know, how far are we in? And I said something like 53 minutes or whatever it was. But if you're, if you're actually listening to it in a podcast and it shows you the time, it says like 48 minutes or something. So somebody would go, hey, they cut out like four minutes, you know. This isn't oh. really unedited. But what it is is there's crap at the beginning where – I'm like setting the different things to start recording and then I, you know, and then there was one point in the middle where we, we had that uh, mumble issue where we lost sync or whatever and I yeah. couldn't hear you. So I cut that part out. Um, no. So yeah, there's a little tiny bit of editing and then of course I have to like, I put a gate and a compression and um, I compress my voice because my microphone technique was not very good and yeah. um, put a gate on you because you had some, some hiss coming through yeah um i think i never actually heard the hiss i didn't well when you when you i don't know if i even downloaded the original files to be honest oh Uh, well i know i did uh, in our uh bootleg uh pilot episode but 
For this one, nah, I didn't really. Yeah. I kept just not having time. So the technical issues, I mean, I, I think it, it all, it, you know, it turned out okay. Hopefully we don't have that resync issue. You packed your own mumble client. Yeah, if we do have the issue, it's entirely possible that my client will just crash and I'll have to disconnect and reconnect or something. Yeah. Like every 20 minutes. Or, and then we'll, we'll end up we'll know. end up pasting a bunch of attempts at making the show together and come up with... Maybe one. we could get like... Um, uh, what do you call that in the middle of a movie when you go get snacks? Intermission. What's that? Intermission. intermission yeah. Some intermission yeah. music in there. Yeah, Rush has uh, intermission in the middle of their concert. Yeah. Well, of course they do. They play for like 100 hours yeah, or something. like three hours. And yeah. like, that was actually the one time I had a chance to go to a Rush concert. I decided not to go because they didn't have any other bands playing. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, it was in Vancouver in like... And why would that be a reason not to go? or something. Because you know you go to a concert and there's you you get to learn about a new usually local band and then there's a uh you know an up and coming band I, that you've heard of I, and is kind yeah. of related okay, well and then there's the main show so you get to you get treated to new music as well as but sometimes the opening you know, band is not your style of music or you don't like them or you know the opening bands a lot of times are very uninspired because there's so few people in the audience they don't. You know, I, I'm, oh well, in Canada we're played, so we actually show up to listen to the warm-up bands. Well, anyway, when I've when really I've seen so, Rush, if there is a warm-up band, you just not show up until they were a, done. A lot of people of don't. Yeah, I remember I, I saw Do I you? went and saw. Um, well, it depends. It depends on who I'm going with and how late they make me. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll try, especially if I know who it is and I want to hear them. But I remember going to. I think it was. Wasn't it might have been Monsters of Rock? Anyway, it was like it was uh, Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax, and I think opening up was Alice in Chains. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Alice in Chains, you know, just had Man in the Box kind of hitting big, but they were still of those bands, like the less the lesser known band, right? And they were opening up, and there was, you know, I mean, it's, it's a place that held maybe you know, I don't know, fifteen thousand people or something like that, and there was like two thousand people there, and the singer mm. was super bad attitude just you know really pissed off and complaining that nobody was there and, and everybody wasn't standing up and you know totally rocking out to them because a lot of people didn't know who they were other than maybe that one song mm. um so it really turned me off to alice in chains i still like their music i like their cds but i could see what a jerk uh the lead singer was at least is that alice then no uh <laughs> lane lane's i got him i know i'm butchering i think it's lane stanley or something like that anyway he died uh -huh. Oh, that's what happens when you name. hate someone. Oh, I have that power? Apparently. Wow. Well, I don't hate him. He just, he was, you know, you could tell that he... Well, now's a terrible had, had time ego for your problems. apology. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, apology. That reminds me. I need to uh, apologize to like 25% of our listening audience. I. Um, Which would that be? Nola Geek, T-Birds Radio, Night Fox, or Hustler? No, uh, those being my brother. the four people we know. My, oh, my brother. five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I, I remember, and, and as I listened back to it, I oh man, that really sounds like you know, <laughs> I don't appreciate what my brother has done for my mom. You know, she, he really facilitated her moving into a new house. Oh yeah, and yeah. He did all the you know a ton of work and if you know big financial commitment and did it all from hundreds of miles away and you know and I was you know kind of ragging on him for not getting the ceiling fans installed correctly. I sounded like a real mm -hmm. dick. So well, I'm really sorry. There's a reason Mike. for that. 
I love my brother, and you know he did something really cool for my mom. So, mm. but yeah, See, it was, I, was I on the to... other hand have not told my family at all that there is a podcast or anything. And that's like smart. That. And that's yeah. smart. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But especially I, if I mention them, my brother's always been know. very encouraging, very interested in stuff I do. You know, but he's yeah. always like, I mean, you know, he was encouraging me to do like YouTube stuff, like. 10 years ago or something, you know, and, well, it and seems like you've been doing YouTube stuff forever to be honest. Not, I don't think it's been 10 years. I think, but it was, you know, if the people that started doing like, especially drumming videos like 10 years ago, you know, they have a really big following and you know, they've got a lot of viewers and subscribers and all that. And had I done it, you know, it would have been, I think a lot more interesting to me and maybe that's all I would do now. I don't know, but um, just live off the monetized drumming videos. <laughs> well, I, no, I mean like, <laughs> like social media wise, you know. Oh, I don't know. You'd use YouTube comments as your social media? No, I don't mean. I mean, instead of like other kinds of videos or this podcast or. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know. I, I'm just. I like I, I. I do get a lot of views on my drumming videos you know, that I consider a lot, but, um, mm. not nearly compared to what it would have been had when the market was a lot smaller, when, the, you know, there weren't that many people making videos. Um, there was a guy that I played in a band with a guitarist. I played with a band called Lorelei, uh, with him in the, uh, the early nineties, like 1990, 91. Mm. Anyway, he ended up moving. He's Canadian. He moved back to Canada after that band split up. And, um, he started making videos at some point for YouTube, but early on in the YouTube, you know, timeline. And he's known as Riff Guy on YouTube, and he's huge. I mean, his videos just get, like, millions and millions of views. And he uses, a you know, kind of a crappy webcam, and his audio is not all that great. But he's a killer guitarist. What's his name that I would find on Wikipedia? I don't know if it's on Wikipedia. Riff Guy is R-I-F-F-G-U-I. It might be on Wikipedia. I don't know how to spell Riff and Guy. Is, yeah. it, is there like a space? There's a metal Riff Not guy. on... Um, well, he is a metal guitarist, definitely. Uh, he's on YouTube and, and Facebook. Um, Paul Kinville is his real name. Paul Kinville. And in some of his videos, he put videos that I actually recorded, you know, with an old, old video camera that my brother gave me or... I borrowed indefinitely, something like that. Um, and uh, he, I gave him like copies of those on VHS, and he got them somehow and digitally encoded, and and he has them on his YouTube channel. And, and you know, it's me hmm. playing with him, little set, little snippets anyway. Okay, yeah, I was just curious if maybe he was in any Canadian bands. I know. I don't think he really played in a lot of bands after that. I think um, he got married to his girlfriend, then girlfriend. They had a baby. Um, I don't, I don't think married. they're married anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, he has a regular day job career and he just kind of, he modifies guitars and amplifiers like in his spare time, you know, electrical stuff. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, it makes videos and, you know, he gets to play with great gear. He's got some kind of, um, sponsorship deal or maybe more than one, but you know, he gets discount guitars or something. Um, but he modifies amplifiers and guitars and. He's very okay. handy that way, but he's, if you've ever heard, you've heard of Ingve Malmsteen. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, um, Angus Young, those are, I think his biggest influences. Okay. Yeah. Two. I've never really been into the, where it crosses the line from music to guitar torture. It's not, no, it's very Somewhere musical. It's very, uh, oh, okay. Bach so it's not really like, um, 
that first one you mentioned. Ingve Malmsteen. Yeah. Ingve uh, is ac- is actually very very musical. His music is um, a lot of his mm. stuff are actually um, they're not original pieces of his own. They're just um, re- new organizations. I'm trying to think of arrangements um, for a rock band of Beethoven, Bach, Mozart pieces. Okay, well, the stuff that I remember listening to from beginning to end of his sounded like guitar torture, not something you could... I, I don't have all his albums or anything, but, you know, the yeah, few albums I, I, I did have, like I Marching Out... I haven't done a huge sampling. And, um, you know, I, I labeled them... I labeled them pretty early on as, yeah. you know, guitar torture and kind of... Well, he's he's a, he's known them. as a, a huge dickwad, so... I don't like, oh, encourage okay. people to be fans of his, but if you're a, a, a musician, it's really hard not to yeah. appreciate his talent. But yeah, I think really that uh, Blind Canadian is kind of—I think he's dead now—was kind of the the most guitar torture I really, really, really enjoyed. But so by guitar torture, do you just mean yeah, just Keely, just that's rippling it. Yeah, fast? Yeah. That's it. Just like, like yeah, yeah, and just you know, and then throwing him like big stuff and you know it's just massive guitar and yeah. it's not really musical i don't know I, I don't really consider it as as music i mean it's it's music ish yeah. right it's just not musical yeah jeff healy i think is is the name of the blind guy i'm thinking of um he was he would do some guitar torture but it, that was kind of like right at the edge of enjoyment well i I think Ingve actually is very, very musical, and and um, okay. but yeah. I don't know about his more recent stuff. I also I've seen stuff that he recorded with, like some Philharmonic Orchestra or something. I think it was in Japan or something. And you know, it's it's all it's a string orchestra and then him playing guitar, and it's awesome. You know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't get an orchestra to play along with guitar torture, so. No, yeah, we've no. clearly had different experiences of his work. Yeah, but uh, or I'm thinking but of Paul, else. Paul is, <laughs> you know, he's he's like I said, he's kind of like um, Angus Young is uh, from ACDC is a very different style, very bluesy, um, you mm. know, more uh, laid back feel thing, and he's got kind of I think a cross between those styles. Uh, but anyway, so uh, what else about the? the first episode so oh oh i know one thing mm-hmm. actually i made many mental notes i didn't actually write anything down but um i wanted to clarify i know you know i kind of ragged on that tutorial you know that uh twit tv guys learn c in three episodes it was yeah whatever two episodes <laughs> and it was just you know you don't learn anything but um mm-hmm. you know and clearly those guys are programming something maybe it's not c but I, you know they probably assume i assume they can program in some kind of language they just don't really know c and that was their yeah. attempt to give somebody an introduction um but uh and 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 you know while we criticized them and pointed out a lot of things we didn't clarify anything like and i, w- I wanted to i wanted to clarify now that we're not really making a tutorial podcast like we're not going to teach people c you know, and if you don't already know C, you probably wouldn't get most of the jokes, you know. And like one guy yeah. commented, you know, he's like, you know, uh, uh, Tarball, you know, one of the comments on our on our podcast was saying, oh, that's really funny. I don't know what it is, but it sounds really funny. You and I know what a Tarball is, um, but we didn't explain yeah. it on the show. So that's one thing that I want to make 
I want to make an effort to be better at is to remember that there's, you know, a third party to this conversation and, you know, that occasionally we might have to explain things like what a tarball is. So do you want to do that? No, not really. (laughs) I mean, I mean, if if you listen to our intro, we we specifically say things like if you don't know what a tarball is, this probably isn't for you. Yeah, yeah. But not, but so, I mean, I know if you don't know what a tarball is, um, yeah, there's other look it podcasts, up or look it up, you know, it's a good idea or look yeah. it up. That's fine. It. Yeah. Just follow along with us on Wikipedia duck, duck, go and, uh, <laughs> yeah, duck, duck, go. That's yeah. right. But I, I, there's Excellent. no way that we could possibly constantly stop and explain like how many bits in a byte or, you know, the difference between right, exactly. you know, a kilobyte and a megabyte and a mimbabyte. Right. It, we exactly. would never get through an episode constantly explaining everything. So, yeah. Right, which is why I said I really don't want to explain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I, I, I can understand how it might be nice, but yeah. yeah, just look it up. You have the internet. We know this. Yeah. And the reason why, it, to me, I don't know, I don't think it would be funny unless you knew what a tarball was. But, but for right. someone to say, you know, like the term I think he was looking for was spaghetti code. Like that's a common Probably, common yeah. term, you know, is is uh, spaghetti code or messy code or kludgy mm. code or something like that. But a tarball is actually a thing, and it has nothing to do with source code. I mean, you. Well, I'm, it's like a zip file. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like if you, <laughs> you know, know if, you can put source code in a zip file or tarball yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Uh, let me think. Okay. What else did I? What else Walk did you away with note upon. Yeah. yeah, that's I it. I guess that was it. We had some requests. Oh, we did, but that's not happening. Okay. Oh, you're not going to sing? I'm not going to sing. No. Well, not today. I mean, I would. <laughs> I would like to prepare a piece, perhaps. You know, for for drums and vocals. Oh, Serenade yeah. number one. <laughs> boom! 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 boom, boom. <laughs> I'm going to sing now. (laughs) Sing a song. (laughs) Sing a sad example of a song. (laughs) Oh, I do have drums here. But I wasn't prepared to really play them, so I'm just kind of... Right, and I'm not prepared to sing, so so we're we're good, I think. And, you know, if if we get more than just Hustler wanting us to... uh, to do that will continue not to i yeah. think i could play piano yeah i could play drums maybe if, if you would like to compose an original something. original number for a duet an original number yeah we don't want to have to pay um performance rights yeah we can't sing happy birthday we can sing happy birthday just not the happy birthday song. Yeah. actually that's in court right now the the, the melody actually, right that's... not the words right isn't it Good morning uh, to both. you. Both, I think it's both. Good morning to you. But hot cross buns is fine. Good morning, dear Deuce. Oh, okay. So it's uh, July twenty fourth, one thirty in the morning ish. Yeah, pretty yeah. close. Because that's something that uh, I don't know. Probably should mention at the beginning of the show. Because we're right at the beginning of the show still, right? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we haven't actually started talking about topics yet. I don't. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't really have an agenda. No agenda? <laughs> I didn't. I have no agenda. 
Oh, um, well, we could talk about things that we can talk about and then see what sticks. So uh, we're both ham ra- radio operators. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more a dabbler. You're more of an, an operator. Op- an Elmer. Yes. You're, in ham ra- you're a ham radio dilettante. Okay. I'm not sure what that, you know, mm. what that, we, that word means. You yeah. can look it up. You yeah. have the internet. I'll do it later. <laughs> Sounds too much like debutante. It's kind of like a tarball, a little yeah. bit different. <laughs> I mean, you could you could put it in a tarball. A dilettante. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, you couldn't. Anyway, anyway so uh, okay. yeah, ham radio um, stuff. I, when radio. I was in Barbados, um, when was I in Barbados? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Got back, uh, before yeah, just before July 4th, episode. so more than like three mm-hmm. weeks ago. I brought an antenna, and then my friend that lives in Barbados, um, born and lived most of his life there, Angus, uh, he uh, lent me his radio and antenna tuner, and uh, I did some operating there. I got a license. So for a couple weeks, I was 8P9SM, which was just an amazing coincidence that it, that it was so close to his call sign, which is 8.6SM. Yeah. yeah, I thought you'd request no, that. No, that's complete, complete I, luck. I thought, oh, that's nice of them yeah. to give him the same the same call, only with the visitor number instead of the local yeah, number. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing coincidence, I thought. Angus didn't seem to think too yeah. much. But, um, yeah, he, uh, the phonetics he gives for his call sign, he says, uh, Sly Mongoose. Uh, instead of like Sierra, uh, Mexico, or something. I hate people <laughs> who use alternative phonetics. <laughs> it's so very irritating. I, I I alternated between Sierra Mike and Sierra Mexico because I had a couple people come back and think my name was Mike. So, mm-hmm. so I started using Sierra Mexico, and then they're like, "Oh, you from Mexico?" So. <laughs> Mongoose might have been better. <laughs> wow, it's probably they operate a little more relaxed there. Well, I these guess. weren't locals. These were people. Okay. Yeah, I didn't talk to anybody on, Bar- 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 on the island of Barbados. What about the other islands? Um, no. Oh, Trinidad. Uh, yeah, I talked to a guy in Trinidad. So, um. Isn't that one of those countries that actually has two names? It's like Trinidad and Tolagos or something. Maybe. Is the name of the country? Trinidad and, and Tobogan or something like that? That sounds vaguely Trinidad familiar. Now, the contacts I made were Venezuela, U.S., Canada, and Belgium. My last contact was Belgium. All up and down the right coast there? Or did you get into the center of North America? Um... I'd have to look at my log. I don't remember. Do not whip your log out yeah. here. We're good. You could look in your own privacy. Yeah, there, it's I not guess. that important. I was more interested yeah. in uh, international contacts, but I guess from Barbados, everything's international. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that, that you were there and had a radio and antenna set up during field day, which is actually the the biggest... Um, North American event on yeah. the air. People who don't get on the air normally will get on the air for this one day. See, I don't day. keep track of these things, and you reminded me about it after the event, which is not helpful <laughs> well, at all. I just thought you I knew. Know. I mean, 
So yeah. that day I did not plug in the radio. <laughs> and that's that's like the one day where everyone is trying to reach yeah. you, especially if you're from a country. I know, country I know. Like it would have been awesome. But you know, I a pile up is stressful to me right now. I, yeah. I'm not that good of an operator. <laughs> and just you know, having the occasional person, you know, trying to make contact in, with me, even like when we were doing the uh, IRC assisted QSOs, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, after a few, you kind of want to take a break. <laughs> you know, you're, it's, yeah. it's surprisingly. Uh, well, and you can always just take yeah. a break. Yeah. You know, go take a break, go to yeah. sleep, go snorkeling. Yeah. Go snorkel, yeah. pet a turtle. Whatever. But I paid a guy to climb a, coconut tree and hang the antenna and um it's a big antenna so how much is that rent in barbados oh for him to climb the tree yeah so barbados money is tied to the u.s dollar and it's two barbadian or bayesian dollars for one u.s dollar and i paid him 40 bucks barbadian so 20 bucks u.s and that was to climb i'd climb a tree well he was more than one tree he climbed the the one tree and then uh, he he had to climb a utility pole to hang the long leg. It, Did he have the no. belt or the spikes on his a boots or anything? That was it. Bare feet. Oh yeah, ladder. A ladder. Um, and then the antenna came down at, while we were hanging, you know, the long leg on the uh, on the utility pole. Apparently, he didn't tie it well enough or whatever, and it came down. So he had to go mm. climb the coconut tree again. So at the end of it, I originally told him I'd pay him twenty. Barbadian, I ended up paying him forty because I felt bad because he had to, you know, climb twice and it was it was windy, <laughs> and the you know those mm. coconut trees they move a lot and you know the whole thing was kind of sketchy, <laughs> and it was high up there. I mean, it was at least twenty five feet. Mm. I, I don't know if you saw the picture, but I did. Anyway, next time, mm. um, I will. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do different. I'd I'd work more. I'd I'd do more some some more radio work. I think mm. it was fun. Just it just there's so many other things to do, and then right yeah. We, it was a wood floor in the con in the what's well, not condo. It's a uh, cottage. Um, <laughs> it, it was a wood floor, and w- you know the kids were up late, and it, when when I'm trying to listen, you know I got headphones on. I'm concentrating, and they're walking around. Boom 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 boom. You know, and I'm you know, calling out CQ or whatever, that's bothering them or my wife, you know, so we're kind of like getting on each other's nerves. I don't have like a dedicated room. There was the only room I could have really hid in was like a little bathroom. And that would have, that would have been too, too tiny. And we're using headphones or a headset. Headphones and a hand mic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They definitely find that irritating here when I'm on the air and, they're trying to watch TV. CQDX, so. CQDX. <laughs> I never do directed uh, CQs. I'm just happy to talk uh, to anyone, really. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't calling yeah. CQDX. I was just calling CQ. And usually, the person yeah. I heard, you know, I would I would interject on them, and and you know, if I could, if I could hear them, then I'd just see if they could hear me. And yeah. oh, okay. I wasn't too much uh, just picking an open band and calling CQ. So, um, I didn't bring a radio cause, well, Angus had one, but, and, uh, I could use his and he had a ICOM IC 7,000. 
like 30 years newer than your radio. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's nice and fancy, but I, w- I don't think I would buy one. Um, Just too small and fiddly? Well, and, and, and there's not a lot you can do to, like, attach it to a computer and get a lot, you know, big screen and SDR type. Oh, it doesn't have, like, a pan adapter it thing. It didn't sound like it. Like, he was talking about you could... You could hook it up to something to get a big screen, but it was just an extension of the screen on it. It like I thought the seven thousand had a pan adapter well, actually. I maybe he doesn't know or but he certainly didn't have it. And um anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, the the rig I have here at home, the H H F rig, is your old rig, which is the Kenwood uh mm-hmm. T S one twenty. Five twenty. Five twenty. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, and it's it's a nice rig. It has uh, vacuum tube finals, so you really have to uh, fiddle with it to to do much. Well, f- <laughs> receiving is easy. It's the well, you still have to fiddle with the drive. Yeah, I, I usually don't have to move it very much. It's the transmitting that. Oh, uh, fiddling is not something moving something yeah. very much. You know, as um, Dave Barry immortalized. Uh, well, Mike, are you familiar with that? Uh, oh. No. Really? Let me see if I can find it. You keep talking. Okay. I'll, I'll ignore you while I look for. Well, my my experience it, it with your old rig throb. is that uh, it's fine for receiving as long as you don't mind spinning the knob around, um, and also uh, you know switching upper and lower sideband manually, um, but uh, transmitting. Every time I I use it and I need to transmit, I have to re-remember how to tune it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I actually I haven't hooked up the in, my, the antenna I brought was this uh, dipole. It's a seven band dipole, um, eighty meter forty. Was it eighty forty twenty fifteen and ten? I think is that seven bands. Anyway. Uh, so it's like a, you know, 160 feet long or whatever. And I have, and I hang it up on a, a mast that's attached to a patio cover. Um, and I haven't gone out there and rehooked it up yet. Did you find Dave Barry? Uh, I'm not sure it's actually Dave Barry. It's not attributed. I don't know. I don't know who it is. You don't know. Uh, he's a radio guy. Okay, let, let me just uh, rephrase that. I you don't know not. who Dave Barry is. Name? Um, uh, Dave uh, Delta Alpha <laughs> Victor <Yeah>. Echo. <clears throat> um, Barry B E R R Y. Is he Bravo, an actor? Echo, the one that was Romeo, in the crying game? Romeo Yankee. No, he's oh. he's a writer, I think. I mean he might do something else too, but Oh wait, this is um I guess a singer. Yeah, no, that's not uh, the guy I'm thinking of. Maybe it's Barry with an E. That was with an E. <laughs> oh okay. with an A. Dave Barry is a Pulitzer Prize winning American author and columnist. 
He's written numerous books of humor and parody, as well as comedic novels. Yeah, I can't believe you've never heard of him. Or you're not yeah. that you've never heard well, of him. What's the quote? You, you know. Okay, I'll, I'll read the. It, it's relatively okay. long, but it and it's it's um, framed as a dictionary definition for fraudnicate. Oh yeah, I've heard fraudnicate. To manipulate or adjust, to tweak, derived from frobnitz, usually abbreviated to frob. Thus, one has the saying, to frob a frob. See, tweak and twiddle. Usage, frob, twiddle, and tweak. Sometimes connotate points, connote, sorry, points along a continuum. Frob connotes aimless manipulation. Twiddle connotes gross manipulation, often a coarse search for a proper setting. Tweak connotes fine-tuning. If someone is tuning a knob on an oscilloscope, then if he's carefully adjusting it, he's probably tweaking it. If he's just turning it but looking at the screen, he's probably twiddling it. But if he's just doing it because turning a knob is fun, he's frobbing it. Okay, but the word in question was fiddle, and you didn't mention that. Interestingly, yes, fiddle was not actually in that at all. It's funny how... Funny how the mind works. You know that. Do you know that that lyric? But yeah. So it is fiddle about which fiddle debate fiddle, fiddle about. about. I know. It's, I can't um, say do. No, no. It's uh, it's from the Who. No, not the guess. The Who. <laughs> um, the the Who. Yeah, and it was on um, uh, Tommy. And it's about Uncle Tommy. Is it Tommy yeah, like the blind right, right. that album pitball player? Okay, Tommy fiddle about it's Uncle. Yeah, Tommy fiddle oh, about. This is, this is from, I think this is from. Uh, this is from the movie. It's got extra stuff. Oh, why is the sound going in and out? Is it going in and out for you? Okay, good. No? Well, you don't see the video, but... Uh, Come on, sing. Do you think it's (laughs) alright to leave the boy with Uncle Ernie? Or Uncle Uncle Ernie, that's it. Wow. And am I, am I supposed to be enjoying this? Just out of curiosity. You, you never heard the song? Okay, I'll skip forward. No, I'm, think, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite good with that. There we go, fiddle about. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, okay. you know who Keith Moon is, I assume. Uh, not by name. He was the drummer in the Who, and he was also he played Uncle Ernie in in the movie. Uh, well, they all I think they were all in the movie, but he played uh, Tommy. What movie? Okay, I thought it's it was an a album. It's a, it's an album, but they made a, a movie of it because yeah. it was so popular. <clears throat> and it's it, 
Oh. I don't think I've ever seen the movie or heard of the movie until oh. now. It's good. Um, I mean, for you know, musicians being actors in a movie that's based on an album, because <laughs> there's so many of those. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Keith Moon ended up. He's one of the you know many musicians that imbibed too much and died too young. Very talented drummer. He was a uh, huge inspiration for Neil Peart, my favorite drummer. Okay. <laughs> that sounded like my favorite Martian. <laughs> my favorite Canadian. Actually, I think he's a U.S. citizen now. Yeah, I think he uh, really? expatriated or whatever you call it. So now he has to pay taxes to the United States no yeah. matter where he lives in the world. Well, he probably figures it's worth it. That's where his uh, wife and kid live and friends and stuff. Right, but he can he can live here without um Yeah, but I don't know if maybe that's complications with his child or family or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what motivated him to do it. Patriotism. <laughs> you don't have patriotism for another country. Well, maybe you do if you live there and you, you get indoctrinated. <laughs> and I don't know. But I don't think yeah. that's patriotism then. I think that's... Um, i trying to think of a nice way to say it. Def- defection. The... See, that's not <laughs> Defec- nice. <laughs> Defec- that has a negative connotation. I'm... Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, patriotism is is about your homeland, yeah, where you're from. Yeah, I guess from, so. I, your, I I always for me, always, I mean, you know, being a an American, American, uh, patriot patriotism uh-huh. is synonymous with you know U.S. patriotism. I don't think of any other kind of patriotism. Oh, okay. but he was like you. He was Canadian yeah. living in California uh, for quite a while now, yeah. and um, yeah, I just read recently that he became a u.s citizen so i guess he's not going back or he's not gonna move back or whatever i don't know right yeah um but yeah i I didn't explain that to anybody and honestly i don't know where the boundaries are we didn't discuss like what we can talk about what we can't talk about but i think it's okay to say that you live in california (laughs) that's so it's actually a matter of public record for anyone who K6 BSD. To <laughs> thank you for giving away everything about me it's actually funny you know so many people are paranoid about you know personal details being available or online or something and uh an amateur radio call sign uh, in in the united states um is is required by law to be tied to a valid mailing address for you now most people have home delivery, so the only mailing address they yep. have is where they live. And <clears throat> up until, well, it it still is that way. They're they're talking about changing it, but previously, even if you changed your mailing address with the FCC, all of your previous mailing addresses were still public record as well. So even if you, you know, become a ham, you get your call sign. And then you're horrified that now your your address is online, so you change it to a P.O. box that you rent or uh, some mail forwarding service or whatever. 
they can still look yeah. up your But if they your can get address. your first and last name and so know anything about you, it's pretty easy. Right, they well, just have to look in the phone book. I think I'm unlisted in the phone book, but <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, here in California, when I moved down here, um, being unlisted was the default. Yeah, nobody wants to be a new phone. In the phone book, you get harassed. You know. By telemarketers. <clears throat> you get harassed whether you're in the well, phone book Well, just one or more thing, one more reason yeah. for strangers to call you and try to, I don't know, get you to answer a survey mm-hmm. or give them money or something, buy something. So I'd like to read something that actually was written by Dave Barry. Okay, it's about electricity. Um, Electricity is actually made up of extremely tiny particles called electrons that you cannot see with the naked eye unless you have been drinking. Electrons travel at the speed of light, which in most American homes is 110 volts per hour. This is very fast. In the time it has taken you to read this sentence so far, an electron could have traveled all the way from San Francisco to Hackensack, New Jersey, although God, al- God alone knows why it would want to. The five main kinds of electricity are alternating current, direct current, lightning, <laughs> static, and European. Most American homes have alternating current, which means that the electricity goes in one direction for a while, then goes in the other direction. This prevents harmful electron buildup in the wires. By Dave Barry from the okay. Taming so of I, the I, Screw. I, you lost me when you said 110 volts per hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute, it's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised. I mean, it, it used to be anything funny written was by him. For, for a period of like a number of years there there's just so many anything that was kind of like a medium like mm-hmm. a newspaper article length and if it was funny like consistently through the whole thing it, it was by Dave Barry so maybe he was maybe he's Canadian I don't know I don't know I well let me let me Wikipedia him I'd highly recommend any one of his humor books I highly recommend yeah, Wikipedia American, from New York it's wikipedia.org. You know, it's it's entertaining to read wikipedia, but you know, it's it's, it's really kind of, you know, uh, meandering. It changes topics like all the time. It's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I would not purchase a printed copy of wikipedia to curl up with at night. Let's let's just say that. Well, I know it, it, it made our set of uh, Funk and Wagnalls obsolete. Cleared some bookshelf space. I don't I don't think it really does. Wikipedia itself, I don't think, is really replaced encyclopedias. Um, well, I mean, okay, so it was around 1990-something that um, I think somebody bought hmm. me Encarta. No, I think I think yeah, I got it as a gift. Yeah, I think I, I got think it as I a got gift. My copy or, I, came I, something. God, I, I, we were just moving my mom, and I think we came across a copy for her. You know, so, someone gave her, maybe me. Um, but I mean, that's obsolete, and that's better than a bunch of books on your shelf. Mm-hmm. But it was only that's only like six hundred and fifty gigs or whatever it was or megs. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't as as comprehensive as 600 no. books on your shelf. But it had movies. No. <laughs> it did. It had yeah, yeah. horrible quality videos. <laughs> and it had diagrams, too, which are often more useful than movies in an encyclopedia. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I'm, I don't ever, like, wish that I could tell my kids go get a you know, encyclopedia you know the second one that says the second one that says B on it not go the first look it B, up the in the encyclopedia B. but B-A-R to Q-U-E is missing maybe maybe one of the other kids was consulting parrots and left it out no, the the printed bound encyclopedia I think is is has died its death. The tree the trees are but screaming a, in joy. A... <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I I think a <clears throat> properly researched reference is massively better than Wikipedia. Something that you could actually reference in a serious context and expect someone else to be able to look up the same thing that you well a lot of the people that have done that research then go and correct wikipedia or if they're just experts in the field and there's really no available reference material it's more just body of knowledge over years of experience then they tend to want to make wikipedia correct Right, but then other people will come along and they've heard that Mac is Scottish and Mick is Irish, and so they'll update Wikipedia to say that. And it'll be completely yeah. wrong. But there's you know and people yeah, read that that'll and they'll start say, a war. Oh now I know that you Especially know, something Mick like is that. Irish you know, there's prefix. probably a horde of folks yeah. that are folks. That you know, get notified anytime Folk. the Irish or Scottish page gets updated and they go and well it wouldn't be updated right there of course it would be you know in in some out of the way backwater you know probably if you look up like mc on it you get a disambiguation page yep oh and here we are a gaelic surname prefix c family name oh it doesn't even have its own article but there's probably but there's probably a talk page you know on the other page and there's (laughs) debates and discussion or whatever but what a lot of people don't a lot of people think incorrectly yeah. is that wiki stands for wikipedia no, well it stands it, for wiki, the word wiki, wiki means quick in hawaiian yes is hawaiian is the name of a language and having i knew there there was a language um specifically for hawaii no, hawaiian. But i thought it had a different name and, and having lived in hawaii huh uh, you would hear wiki wiki. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like kind of like ala ala. <laughs> yeah. See, and this Hurry is up. the wiki wiki web. I'm not sure. Was that the first wiki was called wiki web or was it Twiki? Wiki wiki web. Anyway, it I means think it quick. was wiki wiki web, and it just means it's a quick way to edit web pages. And uh, there's a lot of different wikis, and I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. Wiki wiki web was the first wiki. Oh, it says so on Wikipedia, go. so it must be true. See useful for something no, it was by ward there's Cunningham. a lot of other wikis um i use doku wiki for ward. the synchronet wiki ward and some other websites too but um 
the uh, Synchronet wiki is uh, it's a good thing because uh, I was putting off the modernization of the Synchronet documentation for quite a while. You know, there was there was this <laughs> large text file that I had created back when Synchronet was a commercial <clears throat> product. Yeah. Now you're, oh, yeah, you're still put putting it off it indefinitely off. now. I, so uh, you know, and then uh, yeah, oh, okay, a guy pistol grip. <laughs> Uh, Trey, Trace. I'm trying to remember what his real name was. Anyway, Pistol Grip converted that to HTML, which, mm. eh, I guess it's better. But anyway, it's the same content which was already outdated, but now it is you know it's in pages and it has markup and and some um, screenshots pasted in there. Uh, and that was you know like 2002 or mm -hmm. something. And then uh, so I was planning on overhauling that. Probably using some kind of XML markup like uh, DocBook. Um, that was, I think, my tentative plan. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you could go from DocBook to PDF or HTML or, you know, any anything really, even a text file. Um, but then I would be the only author um, still. And it would be on me to keep it up to, to, up to date <laughs> and always publish it and all that. Well, that's a lot of work. And... It's not fun work. I mean, a programmer is very happy when work. they get a feature working yeah. and they get it to the guy that asked for it and they test it and they're happy. And everybody's happy now, right? The guy, you wrote it, the guy that, that, that wanted the feature um, and you think you're done. Well, no, now you have to go either create or update some documentation and it may be, you know, inserting screenshots and explaining installation and caveats and workarounds and whatever. It's a pain. And it's just not fun work. And, mm -hmm. you know, you really, you thought you were done. And uh, programmers are not necessarily, don't necessarily enjoy that. You know, they're not necessarily Authors. technical <laughs> writers. Yeah, exactly. They're not some necessarily are, good at that. Some either. programmers happen to be better than others at that, or they just develop the skill. But um, anyway, so the wiki allows me to quickly edit it. I can do it from a web browser anywhere. I don't have to have special tools. Um and it also allows anybody else to go in and make changes or add pages or whatever. So uh, someone asked for Synchronet tips um, as part of the, the show. Um, I think that's a good tip. Here's, you know, hey, go to the wiki. And, you know, if you find something that's missing, there's a lot of pages in there that say, like, to do. It's like a placeholder. Um, if you find a comparable page or a page on that subject – um, or a chapter or section, whatever it's called, in the old documentation, you know, do some copying and pasting and reformatting for the wiki style and maybe, you know, double check that it's current and fix it up and help us improve the wiki. It'll, it'll help you to learn more about Synchronet um, and also just, you know, uh, move along the updating of the documentation. Eventually we can get rid of the old HTML documentation entirely. Um, and then everybody, on, everything will be on the wiki. Everything will be current in th theory, and everybody can always go fix it if it's wrong. I don't know if that's me. really a tip. That's more like asking for help. <clears throat> a lot of people may not know about the wiki. Okay, okay. Here's the tip: <laughs> if you've been running Synchronet for a long time, because there are a lot of guys that just have had their board, you know, either running or maybe they just had it installed or whatever. But you know, they went, they upgraded mm -hmm. from version two, maybe. You know. Uh, if you still have like FDSZ or DSZ, you know, external transfer protocols other than SexyZ, 
you want to update. You want to move to sexyz. That's my or our 32-bit um, XYZ modem mm-hmm. protocol implementation. Um, and you may, if you know, you may know it exists, but not realize that you're still using FDSE. Um, if nobody downloads files from your board or uploads files, then maybe you don't care. But anyway, uh, the other thing that a lot of people have held held over are like PKZip. Um, we're now we've been using InfoZip for a long time now. Um, that's uh, both it's open source and free, and it's also cross platform. So the same command lines work whether your installation is on Windows or Linux or FreeBSD or any other uh, supported operating system. Whereas PKZip is very, you know, DOS and Windows specific. So those are the kind of things. Like when you upgrade Synchronet, when you, it doesn't go in and, and update your configuration for you. You know, it's not going to go in and, and replace things that you have configured. Um, that's something that's up yeah, to you to do. That's a good tip. <clears throat> Another interesting tip is that I'm going through the Synchronet BBS list, and there's one BBS still running... Three one two. There's <laughs> the Crystal Airy BBS in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Um, and there's a, a large. Isn't that Tempo Roboto or what's his Tempo Roboto? Roboto, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's a number running three one three and a few running three one four. There are security flaws, and you should upgrade. It's a lot of work. But you should do it. <laughs> it's really not that much work. Eh, from if you read the, the text file I, that comes with it. I think it would be a fair bit of work. But it's totally worth it. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll help you. Um, I don't mean like hold your hand, but if you have a problem, we'll, we'll help yeah. you resolve it. Uh, <laughs> yes, so it's open source software. So that means that anybody can go through the history of the source code and look at the commits. At any time, <laughs> and go. Oh, look! They had this security flaw back in you know two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what version that was. Oh, that was three one twelve. Who's running three one twelve? Oh, this guy is. Wow, that makes it really easy. And that's that conundrum that like Microsoft and Apple or any of these software companies get into, where they want to wait to release um, a fix and announce the fix because. They don't Tell want to, um, well, they don't, yeah, exactly. They don't want to describe the problem before the solution has been deployed. Because if you describe the problem in too much detail, then people will create vulner, you know, attacks against that vulnerability. And, you know, they can sometimes get that attack uh, deployed mm-hmm. quicker than you can get the, the patches deployed. You know, and that's, we're talking days. And that's not a years. good subject for another episode. <clears throat> You know, and I say yeah. that because I think we're Security probably stuff. coming up to an hour pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, and we started late, and um, we we were planning on, um, well, I was planning, I should say, on um, trying to get you to do this on Monday. Monday right, night, and that like would have worked out morning. well if I wasn't drunk in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. <laughs> did you bring your radio? I did not. Take my radio. And actually, Vegas has um, a number of repeaters. They actually have an amateur radio repeater on the top of the Eiffel Tower in Paris, which, which is interesting. Okay. Is it on a network that we could reach? From I here? don't know. So he's talking about VHF. VHF is more mm-hmm. short range or UHF. 
Um, but like Vegas, you you I can never reach Vegas directly. What they call simplex with a VHF, like a um, it's a uh, it's a shorter wave, so it's not going to go that distance without being repeated. Um, on what he calls mm-hmm. repeaters, you coined the term. And there's a lot of repeaters. So California, we're very lucky. In Barbados, there were two repeaters, and they were both broken. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily call us lucky because of how many repeaters we have. So uh, my VHF and higher radio, I have 100 memories, and every single one of them is programmed for a repeater that I can reach from my house. And if I go scanning through all of those repeaters, there is maybe one that has someone talking on it. And that... Oh, I I, I can always... I mean, there's the... Uh, what is it? The 435 yes. machine? That one always has someone there's, talking on it. That's always going off. But... And then there's like the Winds Network. Yes, and... the Wind Network, um, which is the Western Intertie System, <laughs> is is a big group of repeaters. Where's the N? Oh, W Wind Network. Western In Western Intertie Network. So there's no S. It's not Winds. Right. I'm thinking of Wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not Winds. It's like Wind. Oh, excuse me, Wildcat. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> I can't forget that exclamation mark. But. Yeah, so, so there's, and then there's the wind system, which is maybe 15 of my repeaters that I can reach from my location, right? They they have like hundreds of repeaters across the yeah. world, and I can reach 15 of them from my my location. And that's how I would have been able to talk to you in Vegas via right. radio. And and so yeah. basically, they're using up all this um, bandwidth on the air for nothing or for the same thing over and over again and and that that does bother me you know because it it restricts new experimenters on the two meter band especially you know there's just no space they they've crammed it all into the repeaters and repeaters sit there idle doing nothing or they sit there repeating in the same area as 10 other repeaters that you can also reach from everywhere in the coverage area. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, some people just love running a repeater and so whatever. But I'd rather have that than, you know, in Barbados, I scan and scan and scan. I, I never heard anything. Right. If they weren't both I, broken though, if either one of them was working, yeah. then everybody would be on that one repeater. So if you wanted yeah, to talk, well, it's a tiny island, so, so right. But so yeah. if you wanted to talk to someone, you get on the repeater, yeah. and anyone who's likely to be um, listening for for VHF traffic will be there. So you can just call to them, and they'll probably be monitoring the repeater because there's only one. You know. Yeah, but it's like kind of like message conferences or you know subboards or whatever. Yeah, you could have repeaters that are topical you could but they don't and that's the thing you know if if i mean there's all kinds of options they could set up a trunking system you know so that i can choose like a group that i want to talk to or a person i want to talk to and it automatically finds an open repeater and contacts them on that repeater that type of thing those are cool things that could be done with this many repeaters but nobody does them so anyway that was that was my little bit of complaining for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would like fewer repeaters. Well, I think you're, yeah, you're probably going to have, if any hams listen to this, um, you know, in other parts of the country, probably in Canada too. I'm sure, I imagine there's big areas where, you know, there aren't many repeaters. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not going to, ha- they're not going to have sympathy for you. I, I think you'll find there be more sympathetic comments than unsympathetic comments. Well, the cool thing about it, I think anyway, is that you, you, you can talk to a lot of people using, you know, a radio that, you know, costs you like 50, 60 bucks, or fits in the palm of your hand. 20 bucks. I don't, I wouldn't try to use a $20 radio, but yeah, mine was 60, I think. I have the Quan Shen TGV2, something yeah, like that. I got the Baofeng so UVB5 and it cost me 20 bucks. <laughs> and you don't use it. <laughs> Well, no, I got better. I've I've used it. I mean, it's the one I take if I'm going on. It's that little blue one, right? That little. No, no, that was the like one we got, got for Matt. No, mine's black, and I've I've but taken the same, it to Dayton. You've model? seen it? No, no, no. His is the UV five oh. R, which is a very, very, very limited one. No. Yeah, it looks like something you got out of a cereal box. Yeah, no, mine's that black one. I actually had it tested at the AWRL booth in Dayton a couple of years ago. It's the one that failed miserably on. Uh, 220 yeah mine didn't pass 220 either well yours couldn't transmit on 220 oh oh it couldn't i don't think so i think yours is two meters and 70 centimeters anyway you can get in for 20 bucks and then for the rest of your life you'll be spending as much money as you can spare on everything it's one of those hobbies but it's a good intro, and if you like talking, um, and you don't mind that the people are all relatively close, you know, you're not going to be talking to people yeah. in other countries generally. You're going to be talking to people uh, that are somewhat close in proximity. But there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of chatter. It's it's. I, I want to say better than CB that it's not so uh, wild west. Yeah, um, there's laws about it. Yeah, but yeah. the four thirty five machine <laughs> is uh, pretty close to CB. And it's 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 what you would use if you're into volunteer community work too. You know, um, usually when there's like a marathon or a bic- a long bicycle event or whatever, they'll have amateur radio operators helping out with communications. And if oh, you know what I if that's something you're interested in, that's all you need. I should I should try the Kara repeater. I've never done that. You won't be able to hit it from there. I don't think. No, no, from from Catalina. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> There's actually the um, the one on two twenty that's just for Avalon, actually. So if you can do two twenty with any, which you can't, but if you could, you you'd be good. <laughs> yeah, my radio does what four forty and like one forty. Oh, one forty and four forty. Or four, whatever. Yeah, it's like 144 and 444 and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a dual bander. Well, yeah, the the repeaters tend to be higher. The The 70 centimeter band is actually 420 to 450, but usually see the repeaters up toward the top end of that. Anyway. Those your ham, <clears throat> your ham tips. Oh, ham tips. Ham it's tips. Your t- it's the tip of the ham. Hmm. 
It's also a meat. I am not going to talk about the tip of the ham. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to use this for the outro. Is this our outro? Tonight. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to reach Stephen, uh, you can do so, Stephen at techdorks.net. Or I'm Rob at tech, techdorks.net or synchro.net. Or... And feel free to leave a comment on techdorks.net in the episode. Um, you will have to create an account in order to do so. And the comments that are there are formatted badly, and we'll try to have that fixed for next episode. <laughs> And if you have an account on Vertrowin, then you don't need to create another account. That'll just work fine. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll uh, hopefully uh, come back to you next week. Yeah, maybe on Bud Day. (laughs) All right. Have a good one.